0: Welcome to the Integral Being podcast, a podcast where we explore integrated wisdom in a complex and fragmented world. I'm your host, Gregor Steinmacher, therapist, group facilitator, working with individuals, groups, and executives on transformation and an integrated and trauma-informed approach to life. My conversation partner is David Lyon. David is a coach for self-employed creative professionals and has been helping me with my online presence for the last years. In addition to that, he has been an important sparring partner in the creation of various online trainings and inspiring conversations such as this podcast.
1: Hello, dear listener. This is David speaking. I'm happy to introduce to you a conversation that we just had with Gregor where i share my experience about following certain people on social media who seem to be having it all together who seem to be having the dream life who are not struggling who are uh, doing exactly what they want to be doing and the kind of things that it brings up inside of me in comparison to them So if this is an experience you can relate to, that you follow certain people online, whoever that is in your case, and you start wondering, like, are they not struggling? um, Or am I completely misconstruing them based on how they're presenting themselves on social media? So, yeah, this is a question that's been with me for a long time. And, yeah, it was really insightful. and. Grounding for me to have this conversation with Gregor, hear his perspectives, and in the end, also come to what is actually my responsibility in relating to the people who present themselves on social media in a particular way. So that it's stepping away from, yeah, feeling more in a like passive victim position to, ah, I am actually contributing to this phenomenon and I can do something differently. I can take different steps to maybe even a different way of using social media. So long story long, here's our conversation on relating to people on social media and the theme of everybody's struggles. I want to share an experience that I had and still often have when following people on social media where I imagine that uh, a lot of people can can relate to that where actually our interactions have helped me a lot to put this into perspective and maybe understand a bit better uh, what's happening there. And that's seeing uh, let's say from in my example, uh, coaches, who seem to be doing really well, who are uh, traveling the world, who are uh, experiencing the passions of polarity with their uh, amazingly beautiful partner. And uh, yeah, like basically portraying a picture, consciously or not, I don't know, of like, my life is fucking awesome. And that it so easily brings up a like comparison and a self-doubt in me of like these people don't seem to be struggling or at least they're not showing it and it brings up this like are, are they getting something that i don't get like and at the same time feeling kind of repulsed and feeling like I don't feel like I have a real connection to this person because I get like a very particular image of how this person's life looks like, where, for example, when I interact with you and with the things that you, uh, like how you show up in trainings or also in conversations, it feels like you're, you're, you're you're showing more of like a whole uh, perspective of Your life and your experience, and like the, the the light and the shadow, and it it just helps me uh, relate to you, but also somehow like feel okay about my own experience. And I feel like there's, yeah, there's a lot to dive into there. Um, Yeah, I would love to hear your your perspective on this.
0: Yeah, thank you. And uh, I kind of like was smiling along the lines when you were talking about these people, <laughs> <laughs> and probably we all have images coming up in our minds uh, of because social media are and uh, are full of like being portrayed or like like see, seeing picture people portraying their life in this kind of ways, like the the influencer. Um, kind of uh, trend and also I think the smile also the way the it was almost like already looking like well are we looking at reality or what's going on here and what are we seeing in this and whatnot and um, but at first I want to say I'm happy to hear that this is the effect our conversations have on you and I just had to take a moment and reflect and feel yeah that I'm able to do that it's been a long journey also that I feel really really comfortable and I still meet my edge um, in showing up as a full human being with the struggles and the beauties in my life um, and I think it's the consequence of a long, long time of practicing and having had teachers and mentors and people around me in my life that were doing the same. And that always inspired me the most. Because I know in my own life, there's been and still is like a tendency of the, the way my personality is geared to also try and put forward what I think is right, what people want to see. And it's not always as materialistically like op- driven by like the the mainstream um, desired outcomes, which was a long time. <laughs> uh, previous generations, it was like about the big car and the big house and the big success and the big money and the whatever and the beautiful wife and the right kind of kids. It's This is still there, but also the circles maybe that we are talking are self-development, healing, therapy, spirituality, whatever, people in, in development interested in development it's gotten more to even portraying the right kind of inner life like that's how how i feel is um the right way to be and how i should feel about my life and how awesome my life isn't and so abundance and material success and being able to travel the world and it's so easy to, to make all this life happening is just like the the more desired outcome
1: And it's an expression of like how aligned my inner life is that I have like all these external things in place.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, there's a lot of traps built into this kind of perspectives and mindsets. Uh, And it's gotten really to extreme measures because we have such awesome stuff with social media and the internet and these platforms that are extremely good. And people are extremely skilled. I still marvel at that at times, like how people are really so skilled in making their lives like an entertaining TV show or thing you want to, like you said, you, you want to follow. Because we all could decide just to not look. But <laughs> <laughs> we are. It's, it's, it's catchy. It's interesting. It really feels like, ooh, wow, they've really gotten something. And again, so I can say in my own life, I've been plagued in earlier times by comparison and feelings of inadequacy and like not being good enough and uh, wanting to look like certain people and feel like what I think they felt and all these things. And um, I think I call it a grace or fortune in my life that I've come some journey (laughs) until now already where life uh, brought me a lot of disillusionments both for myself and also then more and more in the later years through working with a lot of people of seeing that what we often try to pursue is not what makes us really happy. What we often think a good life looks like is not what a fulfilling and meaningful life really consists of. And it got more and more subtle. Again, we got them from billboard advertisement of the right kind of car and looking cool with a cigarette and uh, the right kind of house to the right kind of body, the right kind of mindset, the right kind of um, healthy relationship or, flourishing in a life or peace of mind like everything became almost again like a, a commodity that is um, something that can become an object of your life you know that you can pursue if you're just doing the right kind of thing and of course everybody come often it comes with a certain price tag that that something is offered that will lead you there so it's just more refined techniques of catching your desires and your pain and turning that into a, a business opportunity. And so and the other thing that you mentioned is something that I actually again through life experience, through working with people and just yeah, seeing the world is like facing the reality that everybody struggles and that this is truly happening. And struggling is not something uh, we should be trying to get rid of. But then we have to look at what, what struggling means. Of course, there's suffering and there's unnecessary suffering, which all also all spiritual traditions in a way have a, uh, an intention to, um, at least in the Buddhist tradition, it's very clear, like to diminish suffering or unnecessary suffering by right kind of living and information but it's basically at every compassionate act of religion spirituality you want to decrease suffering and at the same time there is an aspect of struggling which means like being really invited into a life on this planet that is difficult sometimes and that also can bring about a strong transformation and maturation. And if you're not struggling, again, I could draw that analogy to to Buddhism, where Gautama the Buddha was invited into becoming the Buddha, not by living out this princely, perfect, untouched um, life, but by really going into life and seeing pain, death, suffering, agony, violence, crime, mm, everything that's human. So there's there's an aspect of suffering that's, that we can really address and tackle, and it's good to relate to. And there's an aspect of struggle that's super important to actually become a full human being. And um, it's very easy to think that some people, as you said, like some people have it figured out, and they actually don't suffer anymore. And then there's somewhere a level you get yourself to by enough practice or buying the right kind of products or um, meditating enough, at one point, you will not be struggling anymore.
1: I would just to to sharpen this even more, it's maybe not that they're not struggling, but that even if they're struggling, they're able to uh, look at their struggle from like a place of clarity and compassion and empowerment.
0: Uh, well, if that would happen, that is that that is basically uh, um, one description of maturation, I would say. The tricky part is when you're finding yourself either actively displaying a world. So the, I think there's two things that happen on social media and in the world, but social media is just like a, a sharpened high resolution lens to look at life. Um, that there is really people faking it. And I think it happens quite a lot that they're they're portraying themselves in a way that just does not match reality and is like it's like an alternate reality of their real life. And I think you, you get that quite a lot, and we've have had that since ever, TV shows and magazines and whatever just gotten to a new high level that you that everybody with a camera can do that and the internet access. Um, and I've met that, of course, with clients and with people where you really feel like there's something being portrayed to the outer world. And then you kind of like, the, when the curtain is drawn, you go like, ooh, that doesn't match what I've been <laughs> made see at all. <laughs> and, that, and, and there's really like an intent Consciously or unconsciously. And I I think then the other thing that happens a lot more, especially like in this kind of influencer or spiritual influencer circles is that people really convince themselves of feeling a certain way, but it's not just full, it's not always just a full authentic expression of feeling it on the inside. And then, oh, yes, I also want to share it. But that it's more where we... Make ourselves, our bodies, our relationships, our inner states objects of our life where we think like we can just basically control it, make it a little bit better, make it a little bit smoother, and even applying all the right kind of techniques and methods, even of spiritual wisdom traditions, into a way of making my life better but better in a sense of still again how it how it's right and not how it's more um true in the sense of getting more more real and i think that well, that from outside perspective yeah it's a bit like how you're still looking at yourself and 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 again i i know those tendencies in myself they have been always there they're still there and i i I have a practice and an orientation to, to counter those tendencies because I know they are not making me more fulfilled as a person. And They're not more warm, compassionate-wise, anything there. On the contrary, they can feel very good as long as it's happening and they create an enormous self-pressure uh, down to self-hate, basically, all the way down if it's not happening, if the object's not okay. <laughs> behaving the way it should be. Okay. And... Um, so it's it can be innocent, but it also creates, it, it can potentially create a lot more suffering because real wisdom prepares you for relating to more and more truer realities of life while not being entangled with them, but also not needing to have them just a little bit different than they are. Like fr- true freedom is really to relate to the world as it is. And we don't have a lot of that happening and it's very, I think this dimension is also so difficult to transmit through um, media because it doesn't look like anything. Like a true fulfilled life doesn't look like anything. It's nothing you can display because it's not an object that you can look at or even really talk about it it's not confined to a certain it's not confined to your numbers to how well your business is running to how beautiful and shiny your kids look like to how pumped or not pumped your body is it's it's not combined to a form it's it's like the living essence and that of, of your experience which then in turn will depending on the circumstances often translate into a certain manifestation and embodiment but also maybe not and so you you can't so you can't measure shininess or like inner essence and we're still trying to find ways so okay if that person, person is living that life or is having that lifestyle or that family it must mean that inside they're happy and it's like a, a bit of a self-deceptive circular argument where we're where I think suffering and struggling actually gets the um, foot into the door and says it's not like this because it's all centered around your own biases and ideas again and you're, you're the human being or your states are in the center of life which is not and true meaning comes from being aligned with something that is larger than you and suffering definitely is one initiatory um, threshold for this because it's always larger than you. So is love, so is service, so is compassion, so is uh, life,
1: nature, you know all the all the right things. Which again, I can use all these uh, bigger than me concepts and presenting myself as someone who relates to these things in a really empowered way, uh still like I can I could still be aware of all of this and, and present myself uh, as someone who gets how to be in relationship with uh these things. Right. And I I wanna maybe just and just one,
0: one thought on this. I think that's interesting because Again, um, so the mind can make or our like self-centered tendencies can make a weapon out of everything, out yeah. of the right kind of tools and the medicine and turn it into actually a poison towards ourself or towards life. And again, you don't know, like really, I think maybe we, we do have a sense when you're seeing and feeling and hearing somebody, if you have cultivated a contact a contact with yourself, we, we do have a, a sense of what feels more on and not there. But sometimes it's very complex and it's not so easy to, to decipher. And in the end, it's, it doesn't even matter so where that person is at or not. So you can live like very on life, like with many, many, many parameters, like everything in the right place and still miss the the deeper invitation to life because it's also endless you never got it you're never done you never beyond struggling that's and i know from my own life that's when uh, i'm not satisfied with myself and i'm struggling and i'm not happy with myself and i'm uh, not feeling successful and i'm not like i'm just not in contact with my own energy in my life And I feel maybe a bit lonely and isolated around that. And I don't know how to bring that in contact. I don't find a way to my resources. It's very easy to look at these kind of people and have either of two reactions, either get super envious and bash yourself and feel really bad about yourself and think like, what's wrong with me and why do they get it when I'm not getting it? or secretly looking for the loopholes of like mm, I'm sure it's not like this and how are they faking it? <laughs> and I would hope to see their downfall and you see this in the media in the public eye displayed all the time we yeah. love to put people up into enormous statuses of being superheroes and we love them crashing down and seeing yes like nah, it was all not true but both totally missed the point and I've For me, again, like I feel very fortunate that I had the opportunity to work with a lot of people that both are struggling enormously and people that are super successful and have a very bright life on the outside and see that everything of everything, the power and the beauty is in in all their lives. Like the people that struggle a lot, you feel they have enormous qualities and strength often also happening in their lives and people that have a very bright life meet places where they suffer and struggle. And the quality of transparency is often very, very different. How much that is allowed to come out, how much they even themselves allow it themselves to feel what's, what's really going on. But for me, it's been a journey of disillusionment, feeling also like, oh my God, it's really everybody's struggling. To like feeling really empowered and in the end, opening my heart, like, yeah, we're all here and we're struggling, we're moving forward, we're all learning. And this is exactly right. And I can just do what I feel called to do to be part of, um, alleviate some suffering, inform people and myself about what's what I feel is, is relevant and possible, and get out of that place of creating bubbles of isolation because when i feel oh they got it and i didn't i'm isolating and distancing myself from these people just as you said like these people (laughs) the same is happening when you finally see the the show the shit coming up and the show going down like oh yeah these people i knew it and but you're also distant and to to allow to life to meet you and I I really feel like for me, it was very, very helpful to get into very deep contact with people that are amazing, have amazing capacities and good lives, let's say, or like a lot going well and seeing them struggle and being intimate and uh, open about it and going down into this like bowing movement of like, there's always something that's bigger that we cannot make an object of our life that we just overcome, but that is something that um, initiates you into the greater forces of of, of life, and so that's a it's, it's like a constant invitation. And...
1: Yeah, and the and a humility. Also, hearing that in there. Um... You said something where I could see more clearly that these kinds of, uh, let's say, projections that I have towards people uh, who I see online, that it really doesn't happen the same way for me when I meet them in real. Like, when, Mm -hmm. when I meet someone in real life, I somehow am able to trust and rely on my felt sense of their inner life, much more than when I see them online. Like something about that is like, it leaves so much more space to my own projections and insecurities uh, when I just get to see like snippets that very often are very well curated by those people. Mm. uh, Or generally, I guess by all people who are presenting themselves online, like it's always a choice what I show and what I don't show. And so, yeah, when I meet them in real life, I have never had it that it remained the same way. Like, it, it sometimes can turn into, wow, yeah, I really I appreciate this person, and I see they have a lot to give. But it's no longer this, like, completely one-sided image uh, that, as you said, like, really creates a lot of distance between me and this person.
0: Right. And the distance is intentional on the one putting out the content, and it's also uh, active in the one viewing so we're all participants in creating distance and i think that's a good that's a good measurement of what what is more true does it create more distance internally within myself self-shaming pressuring myself uh, feeling envious does it more and, and and also to the person or does it grow, uh, create more and more closeness and a felt sense of intimacy and being closer to life through what i'm perceiving and I think that the the true value the gained value of life is not that more money is being made through (laughs) uh, a product but is there more intimacy of life being created that's really an enrichment of life or where we restore something that's anyway life's natural inherent drive to be creating more inherent uh, like creating more intimacy and um I think that's something one can one can really track also when when you watch. And I think it's it's intimacy that that is created also through a certain sense of vulnerability and openness to life. Because and, and I don't there's another interesting trend that I find very interesting that is somehow good and everything again like gets easily used as a structure in the next weapon of defense is where it's sometimes uh, probably not in stronger mainstream dimensions of social media. I don't follow that so much, but I see with people that are putting out content in this kind of scene that is like a, a in intentional value of showing your vulnerabilities and actually showing your struggles. Yeah. And that's very interesting out of which inner motivation that is happening. Is that done? Because really this is my way of showing myself to the world also to create connection. And I'm not saying that these channels maybe cannot foster that. That's maybe fully possible also that you get, you show yourself, people get touched. There's really an exchange of uh, also compassion and inspiration and life gets closer. I think that can truly happen or maybe happens a lot. I'm not an expert on these things. But it's also of course, a tricky part where that um, again gets used as a strategic movement in order to get something. I'd like that in order to get or in order to 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 get to something that I desire that I think is a better way of being myself right now yeah. to get more attention or people that trust like make people trust me. not that trust becomes a natural expression of who I am, but if I show my vulnerability, people will trust me, they will, relate to i've also struggled which has become a a marketing tool show your struggles and i overcome this and then it's like uh, we again we make ourselves we objectify our life and it's it's kind of a bit painful (laughs) also to watch and you can see that then when it's done in a bit like a struggle and vulnerability olympics kind of on social media who struggles the most and who shows and shares the deepest. And you also feel like hmm does that create now more intimacy also for the person does this for him or her create more intimacy and also for the people again watching and i think there's a lot more that we relate to than just to what we see the object that is being displayed but again the 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 strategy that is behind or the deeper motivation And also where that is embedded in life, that when, even if people don't display their vulnerability, like openly on social media, you might have a sense that they're in their life, they're open to it. And maybe they have trusted channels or friendships where this can breathe. It's not like I hide this because I cannot make anybody see that. But maybe that's not the appropriate place right now to put that out, which is often something I I choose. But I have very clear places where I at least practice to bring those places, and I think people relate to that implicit dimension of what they see a lot also. And that is, and everybody has to make their find their own way, find their own choice around that. But um, I think it's good to always check. If this is like a true impulse, and I don't even know why, or is this becoming a strategy that I use
1: in order to? Yeah, or maybe just a, like a, for me, definitely was like a, just a pattern of overexposing myself that showed up in relationships, but then also how, how I showed up online was just like by default, going beyond certain boundaries and then only in right. retrospect realizing oh well that doesn't feel good right so yeah i appreciate that you kind of bring in the flip side of the other extreme we can fall into as well maybe as like a wrapping up question um because because you started naming it and it, it was like a question in me the whole conversation is like because also we had this conversation on rights and responsibilities uh, on this podcast, and so like, what's obviously I'm I'm curious about both, but maybe to also keep keep this a bit shorter, like what's my responsibility as a consumer mm-hmm. of social media of seeing these images, like what's what's my way of interacting with this in a way that doesn't Uh, well, that feels good for me, that actually helps me uh, feel connected to myself, but also something like that doesn't just perpetuate this, uh, these patterns that we've talked about. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't think I have a a, a clear cut short answer to this, but I I, I totally relate to what you said that I have, as a a viewer, I have a responsibility because I'm a participant in a system that through my attention, my time, and then somehow this equals also money in some way, I feed, I, I, I pour in energy into something that then gets uh, attracted. And it's like in a relationship, if there's an abusive situation and one person displays an explicit, overt, really toxic behavior, and the other person just complies with that, both have a responsibility that this pattern is, is, is continuing. And uh, of course, the first clearer responsibilities for the person putting themselves out in a certain way, because you're wanting something with that. And of course, if some, if nobody's watching it, nobody gives attention to it. It will not have a very long lifespan. Yeah. Um, so I think the only thing that you can do in that place is to build the immune system that has a natural. This has natural antibodies for the, the hooks, let's say, that are being thrown at you, the attention hooks that are being thrown at you by social media and smartphones and our technology and culture, like all the time. Everything tries to hook into your energy and your intention. everything. It's the most valuable thing you can distribute now. So you need to create an immune system, your antibodies, and the, the immune system, is, I think, is, is authentic self-contact that you feel really, that you know what's truly more true in your life and what's truly more valuable, not just from, okay, I think about my values, but I sense it, I feel it, this creates more value, this creates more meaning, and of course you do that ideally also as a side note with kids so that they feel they know what real relationships and values and exchanges look like so they're not so easily hijacked by the million requests coming from all kind of channels at them and so and i think it is a good what in the way that you frame it to also not just seeing as protecting yourself but as a responsibility of feeding something that feels is not life sustaining and not developing and really adding and creating value but feeding a system that is perpetuating just itself
1: yeah Um, Yeah, i can just add to that practically that one thing that i've done is like when there are people online who i don't know like something about their lives inspires me but i also notice that whenever i see something they're posting it like makes me feel shitty about myself and like like in a state of lack I just unfollowed them and <laughs> it's uh increased my quality of life by like, quite a lot and it's a very simple thing to do but just to acknowledge like if it doesn't inspire me to become uh more of what's really important to me then the most empowering thing to do is just like put it away like there's no reason to to continue taking it in if it doesn't support
0: right and maybe just as a kind of really wrapping up conclusion around this this goes in in some way i think for everything uh, we had a conversation also i think or with friends around um conspiracy theories or theories that are a bit on the fringe and in the out and i think you you cannot go about this question so is this the right thing to think or to follow or to inform myself about For me, it's more the distinction line, does it empower my life? Does it empower and increase the values that I want to foster in my life of compassion, discernment, and capacity to feel like an active participant in the world that can contribute? Does it create more of that or less of that? And sometimes there's a sweet spot of feeling like just following the people that where you feel inspiration, and also following some people where you feel like, hmm, there's a challenge in there. It creates a little bit of like a dissonance, a friction. It inspires me to look at something, but that's different if it hooks into your scarcity, yeah. and self-shaming
1: mechanisms. Yeah. Nice. Shall we leave it at that?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good and rich point, which is a basically a, a strong invitation to practice, because it's not an object you can just take and then do. It's uh, an, an, a practice for probably the rest of our lives. But uh, yes. I think it's a good conversation to have. Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you, Gregor. Thank you for listening to the Integral Being podcast. To learn more about my work, go to integralbeing.at, and I hope to see you there.